0: We gather together on this weekend when we celebrate our independence from the tyranny of a king many years before we were here, but we gather also the same time to remember a king who offers us freedom freedom from sin, freedom from death, freedom from this world, a king who dies for us, lives for us, and serves us uh, each day. So, happy fourth to to all of you. Um, And as you enjoy your picnic today, remember that the Lord already instructed you to just eat what they put before you. (laughs) If it's medium, it's medium. Last night I was thinking about um, these 72 people that Jesus sent out in pairs. What do we get from that? You know, I, I, was, I was kind of pining because back in May, um, in uh, some diocese in Mexico, I can't remember the diocese, but it was Mexico, they had two days' worth of ordinations, 35 on one day and 37 on the next, 72 new priests. I kept looking for the word Harrisburg, but it wasn't there. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we pray for vocations. We pray that God will um, inspire the hearts of many to serve him in this church uh, uh, that we call home. But what do we get from this idea, the 72 going out from from, um, the Lord? And I think a few things. I think that he shows us that You know, as we celebrate our independence, we become very interdependent. We need each other. We can't do this alone. None of us should feel that we're out there by ourselves, especially in the work of the Lord. We might be special. We might be set apart. We might be set aside. We may have special gifts and talent that the Lord is using us, but none of us are alone. Paul reminds us of that very often when he tells us there are many parts but one body. There are many gifts but one spirit. You know, when we think about us in the church, we have to think as a team. There are no one committee groups in God's kingdom. When I raise that chalice and that host at the end of the consecration, I'm going to say through him, with him, and in him. I'm not going to use anyone else's name. When we walk into this church, we look at this face of Jesus Christ on the cross, and it never shows up as ours. It's always going to be his. And without him, we do nothing. And without each other, we can't grow. Without each other, we, 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 um, we lose that, that sense of community. We lose the sense of, of God's people, God's flock, God's chosen preface for today's Mass, a holy nation, a people set apart to serve God, to work for uh, for God and his will. And Jesus knew it was going to be tough for us who, who work in the field for him. He knew that we have to go out there and we're going to be, as he says, like lambs among wolves. He knew that there are going to be people we're going to encounter, especially in our own time. We're going to encounter people who would just like to see us devoured, out, gone, wiped off the face of the earth. We'll be accused of all of our faults and our failures. We'll be accused of our sinfulness and and our own desires. There are people who want to silence us. There are people who don't want the word of God to be heard anywhere. And yet Jesus says, go, keep going, Stay focused. Do it together. Encourage one another. Support one another. Be company for one another in this journey. You're not alone. That's why it's so important that we gather each week t- to see everyone else who, who is in that struggle, everyone else who's in that, that, that battle against the darkness and the evil of our world. As I said last week, sometimes darkness and sin and the devil are more popular in our day and age than the truth of the gospel and the life of Jesus Christ. But he chooses us. He knows we're weak. He knows that we're vulnerable. He knows that there are voices out there and we might listen to them. And we might abandon what we know and we might follow those voices. But he gives us great encouragement. He keeps saying to us, you've been chosen. You're to be sent. You're to bring that message of salvation glad tidings to the poor, freedom to those who are captive. And that comes with our baptism. It comes with our confirmation. We're set on that journey. It's so important, again, that we do it together. I've harped on this for 34 years as a priest. We can't go it alone. We need each other. Vatican II says that the very testimony of our lives and we do these good works in the name of the Spirit, by that we have the power to draw others to believe in God. You know, it's our words, our deeds, our actions, people are watching us. And we are important ambassadors to Christ in our age. People watch us. I was telling the 7.30 Mass this morning, I was raised by my aunt and uncle, and my aunt, I think she went to church two times in my lifetime my ordination and my first mass. And she probably was not very happy to be there. (laughs) And we used to say to her, why don't you go to church too? Because all we're going to do is go home and be hypocrites. She had a point. But at least we're doing it together. (laughs) You know, at least least we, we recognize that we have weaknesses. We don't have the strength that we need to go it alone. We need each other. We know that once, you know, we can come in here and put on our, our, on our Jesus face and when we get out to that parking lot, we can take it off and we're really ugly. But we keep coming back because we know somewhere that grace of God, that amazing grace of God is going to touch our hearts and turn them from stone to flesh. It's going to turn our, our darkness into light, into joy, we're going to go out, like Jesus says in this, this um, gospel today, we're going to go out and come back rejoicing. Even James, the, uh, the apostle James says to us in his letter, if you go out there in your lifetime and you can save one soul, you saved yourself. And I'm willing to work for that because I'd like that free ticket into the kingdom. I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to serve. I'm willing to continue preaching and stand in the face of opposition so that someone else can come with me to the kingdom. I tried to get some recent statistics, and I don't know how recent I got them. I hope they're current. They say that there are over six billion people in our world And of those 6 billion people, 33% of us are Christians. And of those 33% that are Christians, 20% of us are Catholics. That means that there's 77% of the people out there in the world who are not. We're really a minority. We have a billion Catholics throughout the world. We're really just nothing. We're, We're a small group of people. 77% of people who have never been influenced by the gospel, never heard of Christ, or maybe heard of him, but by our actions, maybe back to my aunt's uh, thought, uh, by our actions, our deeds, and our words, have never really been exposed really fully to Christ. They've been cheated, cut short. And then there are those people that we know who have known Christ, have loved Christ, have served Christ, And they've just walked away they no longer practice what they learned what they love what they once believed so it's important for us it's important for us who who are that remnant of God's holy people that chosen group the nation set apart it's important for us to feel the urge to share our faith with each other it's important for us to do it together it's important for us to be seen not as a, a robotic and, and, and just spewing out what the world wants to hear or or needs to hear, but real people in action people with who bring that that, that this gospel the, these these words of Christ into our own lives sometimes at the end of mass the priest or the deacon will say, "Go go and announce the good news of the Lord, go and announce the gospel or go in peace and glorify God by your life there 's a, there's a great invitation to that or just go in peace a simple invitation to go out there and take this what we, what we know what we love what we believe and put it into action and to let it overwhelm us to let it overtake us so that others join us on this journey and the 72 multiply and we enter the kingdom of God rejoicing